Hello everyone, for our returning listeners, welcome back, and for our new listeners, hi, hello, I hope you choose to continue to listen. I am Morgan Colbert, and I'm here with... My name is John Harris. And you are tuning into Backfire, which is your one-stop shop for all culture that is pop. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Like I said, my name is John, I'm one of your co-hosts, and obviously Morgan opened up this little broadcast. Uh... Let's get into it. This is our second ever episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, excited, just as excited as I was for the last one. Yeah, this is a wild. This is going to be a weekly thing that we're doing. I'm not sure when these are going to be posted. Uh, We filmed ours a week ago, the the day we're filming this, obviously. But uh, let's get into our thing. Uh, Usually what we do, we give some little updates on how we're doing, what's going on in the world. Then we're going to get into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Morgan, how you been? I've been good. This week was midterms week, so that was a bit stressful, but... Yeah, thankfully, uh, for those who don't know, we are both mass media majors. Uh, I don't have any uh, midterms at the moment. I am, since I'm in a content creation major, I'm making a lot of content, so Mm -hmm. that's pretty much my midterm, just making content. I'm working on a uh, audio comic, well, not an audio comic, I'm I'm doing a, quote, motion comic. You take a comic and you animate it, well, animate it as in do the voices, all the foley and all that. It's a lot of fun. That sounds so cool. Uh, I will definitely be posting that online, definitely to some of my uh, accounts. So I will definitely uh, keep y'all updated on that. It's it's a lot of fun so far. What about you, Morgan? I had an English midterm. We had 75 minutes to write an essay. Damn. Oh, darn. Sorry. (laughs) Darn. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say bad words. We'll probably bleep that. And then uh, because I'm also a mass media major, we had projects due this week. Yeah, being a mass, major, mass media major here at VSU is very stressful sometimes, but it's a lot of fun because you get to yes. make a lot of cool stuff. Yes. Like you stuff cool. very, you, you know what word I want to say instead of stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's do our thing, Morgan. Pull up your phone, open up Spotify. What was the last song you were listening to? Let's see. And do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Hmm. Well, what was the last song? The last song I was listening to, so I guess I'm going first. Yeah, I guess you're going first. <laughs> is We the People by A Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Never really listened to any of A Tribe Called Quest. I do need to get back into some of the old school hip hop because some of that is really good. Uh, but why were you listening to it? Were you just in that mood to well do stuff today? Actually, my best friend, she told me to send her some songs that reminded me of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So that was a song that my dad would always play all the time when I was younger and still now. So that's why I was listening to it. All right, and to continue my trend of listening to uh, artists that not many people would listen to, mm-hmm. uh, this may be, I don't know why I'm saying this, I was listening to Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. <laughs> yes, I know, George Jones did the original song back in the 60s, 70s. I may be getting the time wrong. Go ahead and be mad at me. Uh, but Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton, he just puts a lot of soul into that song. It's so good. Uh, I just love the man, and plus it's my parents' favorite song. Aww. So. It makes me think of my parents. I'm actually going to see them today. Uh, The day we're recording this is actually the Friday before fall break here at Mm. at Austin State University. So, yeah, we're going to record this podcast. I then have to go to work until 3, and then once I'm off work, I'm heading home. Out of here. Yeah, I'm going to be out of here. But, yeah, Tennessee Whiskey, Chris Stapleton, such a good song. Uh, I grew up listening to country, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just good to go back and listen to some good old country music. So, uh, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton, and what was your song again? We the People by A Tribe Called Quest. All right, y'all. Y'all know what to go listen to. Yes. So, Morgan, uh, right. you want to just go ahead and get into it? Yeah. So, what are we, we going to talk about today? Actually, wait. Before we do that, okay. let's 
let everyone know how we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to cover at least two, one or two different topics each episode. Yes. And we want to just cover what's popping in the culture. Because yeah. it's a pop culture podcast. So um, I was talking with Morgan. Morgan had her idea. I had my idea. Yes. Morgan, what, what, are we, what are the two things we're going to talk about today? The two things we're talking about are the writer's strike and what John calls Poptober. I, yes, I coined that term. It's yes. my favorite. So, yeah, the writer's strike, it just ended, right? It did. So the Writers Guild strike uh, just ended. SAG is still striking, which, you know, good for them. They mm -hmm. need to, it, that's good for them. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about Poptober because this may just be me, and I'm a big old nerd. <laughs> October is stacked with content. For sure. There are so many movies and television shows that are coming out. Yes. Some of them were kind of affected by the Writers Guild, I believe. Yes, they were. And some of them weren't even allowed to release until now, uh, mm -hmm. so that's really good for us. And also, there's just a lot of stuff coming out in October. October, I think, is the most stacked month with content so far from movies, TV, and video games. But uh, Morgan, let's talk about the writer strike. Let's see what's going on. What's going on in the writer strike? So, according to NPR, the strike lasted a whopping 148 days. People, that is so long. It started May 2nd, and it ended on September 27th. So, I just want to give a big kudos to those writers who were striking out for that long. That's, That's a about long time. four and a half months. Yes. All, like, I think almost four and a half months of striking, which is good. Uh, which, for anyone who doesn't know, the reason the Writers Guild was striking mm -hmm. is because they were upset about a lot of different things. Un what, unfair wages. Yes. I'm trying to see. You, do you have it listed out right here? Unfair wages, and they wanted residuals. Unfair wages and residuals. Now, residuals, I think, are very important. Very. As someone who wants money, <laughs> yes. and as someone who has done a lot of free work in my time here at VSU, so I've done a lot of free photography, and mm -hmm. I've done a lot of work for people without getting paid, because I was I was trying to be nice and also just be like, hey, I'll do this favor for you once, but if you want something in return, cha-ching, cha-ching, cough money. up some of that dough. But... I just realized that all this work I could have been doing, I could have gotten residuals, mm -hmm. and I could have been making some money. And obviously, I know I'm just a college student. No one's going to pay me 30 cents every day to use my photos for a, for a newspaper. But still, residuals would be nice. Very At nice. least from like my perspective. Yeah. I think residuals are important. You're putting in the work to make something. You don't just make it one time, and then everyone else just gets to use it. Right. If you're, people are going to continue to enjoy that content and partake in that content on a regular basis, you deserve regular pay. Because sure. that was your creative idea. Does that not make sense? Total sense. Exactly. 100%. But yeah, the Writers Guild striked for 148 days, and it started May 2nd, and then on the 27th of September, which was, what, oh, two weeks ago? Yes, not a while ago at all. I'm actually going to pull up our calendar, because mm -hmm. I actually want to know how long Writers Guild has been not striking. Do you have anything to add to this, Morgan? I mean, there are a lot of crazy things that happened within the strike. If you'd like to get into that. I'd love to get into that. Well, some two, like, two big events that I thought were pretty interesting was in July when the Universal Studios lot cut the trees on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. So I, and this may make me sound like a terrible person, I didn't really keep up with the Writers Guild or the SAG after strikes. Mm. Not because I didn't care, just because it just wasn't something I was paying attention to at the time because right. I had a lot of schoolwork to do yes but i still did think it was very important to talk about these things so this is an industry i'm going to go into mm -hmm. and i assume morgan will also be going into this in industry I hopefully will. so some of this stuff is new to me i did not know that they were cutting down the trees the only thing i heard about this like the strikes is that uh, hollywood was like okay here's our idea 
we're going to take your face, pay you like 70 bucks right now, and we get to use your face forever. <laughs> That's all I heard. So them cutting down the trees just makes big Hollywood seem like an even bigger idiot. Yes, very evil people. So yeah, tell me about those trees. So the strikers are striking on the sidewalk, and along the sidewalk was a row of trees. And if you were to look up the images of the trees before and after, the trees were very full. Clearly, they were providing a lot of shade for the strikers. So once they cut them down, and it's just a bunch of branches, the sun's beaming down on these strikers. And at the time, it was around like 90 degrees and up. So it was very hot. That is just straight yes. evil. That is e That's Terrible. diabolical. Absolutely. I imagine someone taking away your shade right? just because you wanted to get paid. So unfair. That is evil villain. That's that's <laughs> villainy. Like, I would expect wow. something from Vector from Despicable <laughs> Me or Darth Vader to do that. Right. Hollywood. Hollywood's always been just terrible. Hollywood itself is terrible. Uh, now I don't want this to turn into a rant about how Hollywood <laughs> is just a shell of its former self. And even right. back then, when it was first starting out in Tinseltown, it was just very bad. Also. Yes. Like, uh, unlivable wages then uh, abuse of people in the industry particularly females not gonna get into mm -hmm. that and just a lot of bad stuff Hollywood has always sucked but Hollywood just doubles double Going it's so down. bad yes. you can't see it but I'm putting my thumb down right now <laughs> yes yes but yeah uh, Hollywood sucks so besides like they're cutting down the trees what else happened so this wasn't specifically Hollywood, mm -hmm. but this was someone within Hollywood. Oh, very I heard about this. Very known person, very loved person too. So I, I kind of sort of heard about this. Right. I remember scrolling Instagram and I saw IGN had yes. first announced it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want me to introduce this or you want to talk about it? You can. I'll take it away, I guess. So uh, Drew Barrymore on September 10th announced yes. that she would bring back her talk show. Now this was during the strike. During the strike. So keep in mind, it started May 2nd and ended the 27th of September. Mm -hmm. So September 10th was before 27th. It was. Meaning the strike was still going on. Very so nice she announced show. she would bring back her talk show despite it being struck by the Writers Guild. Yes. So she kept going. And I believe uh, up until the release of the show, like the first episode during the strike, mm -hmm. she actually pulled it because of all the backlash. Yes. There was a lot of backlash. Of course, people were upset, and a lot of people viewed Drew Barrymore as this people person, as this loving, understanding, caring person. And you can see that in her talk show. She's very caring towards her guests, very friendly. Yeah, people were calling her a scab. Uh, so for those who don't know, and I'm going to look it up so I get the uh, proper term here, a scab is someone who leaves or declines to join a labor union, freeing them from freeing them to work during a strike. Yes. And being a scab in this instance is kind of seen as a bad thing because you're just bypassing uh, a union just so you can get paid. Right. It's not really the best thing. I don't really have a proper opinion on it. Mm. I don't think it's good. I think union, unionization is a very important thing as it, it has been seen not only in uh, actors, like for the Actors Guild or the Writers Guild, but in other companies. Right and other different uh, forms of entertainment, it's still very important. So I wasn't really the big fan of it when I heard about it, and then I, you know, she canceled bringing back her show, mm -hmm. which then I think, what, a week later, yes. the, the strike ended. <laughs> so just a whole lot of bad, uh, bad timing on Drew Barrymore's part. But so let me, let me read this. So in her statement, she made it seem like she was in compliance with w, WGA standards, she but did. she wasn't actually. At all. That's kind of messed up. And... WGA ended up saying the Guild has and will continue to picket struck shows that are in production during the strike. Any writing on the Drew Barrymore show is in violation of WGA rules. Yes. So they made that very clear that 
Drew Barrymore was. And everybody was upset. She had a ton of backlash. And it says right here, the week of September 11th, the Guild stated, the Guild has and will continue to picket struck shows that are in production during the strike. Mm -hmm. Any writing on the Drew Barrymore show is in violation of WGA rules. I think you you just said that. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just kind of blown away that Drew Barrymore would do this. Um, It's very mind-boggling, honestly. It is, because... I can understand you want to get shows out there and you want to at least keep keep people entertained during right. this. But when was the, the the last Writers Guild strike was 2011, I believe, right? I think it was like late 20 like late 2000s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shows were affected and a lot of shows were just really really bad. Yes. But talking from memory here, uh, I apologize, but it just seems wild to me that she would do this. I don't understand why she did it. Me either. I think she just wanted to get her show out there so she could be like, hey, I'm the one doing my thing right now during Writers Guild. Right. I'm better than Jimmy Fallon and right. uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I'm better than all of them. That's why I'm doing my thing. Tori Kelly? No, no. not Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly. No, who's the... Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I'm doing better than Kelly Clarkson's <laughs> TV show. So, yeah. Uh, and she gave an apology about six days after, but then deleted it because... Yes, it was... It's terrible. It was a terrible apology. Not good. We actually don't even have a copy of the apology. We don't, because it's gone. It's very hard to Based find. on how Twitter, air quotes, X, has <laughs> responded, uh, it seems like it was a bad apology, like every yes. celebrity apology. Of course. Uh, and then, so she, on September 17th, she actually announced that she will bring the show back when the strike is over. And then yeah. 10 days later, the strike's strike over. Ended. Which, today is what, the 9th? The 6th. Today is Friday the 6th. Mm-hmm. That means the strike's been over for about almost two weeks? Almost. Almost two weeks. So this is all fairly recent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about Drew Barrymore in this situation. Uh, I, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. I don't like scabs in general. Like, I know I said I don't really have a proper opinion on it, but if you're bypassing uh, a union just so you can get work right. to take work from people who probably deserve it more than you do. Honestly. You're not a good person. I don't even, even if you take away the scabbing thing and just look at it from a different standpoint, if right. you are, if people are striking and you're going behind their back to get work so you can get the money that these people deserve, you're not a good person. Absolutely terrible thing to do. Yeah. It, it doesn't even have to be striking. It can just be in any job. Yes, in general. It's like when that manager says, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you the promotion. And then they bring in their cousin and they get the promotion they, automatically because yes. they're family. It's something similar to that. That happened to me when I was in high school. Oh. Yeah, when I was working at uh, fast food. for you. I was working in fast food. It was, it was <laughs> high school. What, three years ago? Time does fly. Uh, but, yeah, Writers Guild, Drew Barrymore. What other stuff's happening with the Writers Guild? I'm actually curious. Well, I know maybe to continue the trend with Drew Barrymore, um, the Writer Guild writers on the show, they are deciding to not come back on. They and they shouldn't because right. she went behind their backs. Exactly. It, she kind of proved that she didn't necessarily care about what they're going through. Yeah. Like if it were me, if I were running this talk show and I was the host, let's say I'm Drew Barrymore in this instance, right. I would, this is just me, I would talk to my people saying like, hey, I know we're striking. Can we go back? Can the show come back on air? Exactly. No, Barrymore, we can't go back on the air. And you All have right. to respect that, right? Yes, because they're these are the people that's helping you put your show together. It's not Drew Barrymore. Drew Mary Drew Barrymore is probably a producer. Mm. She ain't the director. She ain't the writer. She nope. ain't the uh, producer. She's maybe one of the producers, if we're being honest. But she ain't the camera person. She ain't the no. script writer. She ain't costume. She ain't makeup. She's one part of a well-oiled machine. Exactly. Take away one of those gears, and the whole machine is not going to work. Hundred percent. Because there's no such thing as a perfect machine. As much as Drew Barrymore likes to think that, and this is just me assuming she's <laughs> thinking that. You take away one aspect, it's not going to work. It's not. So now that she went behind their back, these uh, writers, 
leaving the show, that's a good thing. Very good thing. I'm very happy for them. Like, I would like to imagine other talk... Like, I don't think any other talk shows were going on at this time. No, they weren't. Yeah, like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Kelly Clarkson, their shows weren't going on, right? No, Stephen Colbert's show wasn't on either. There may have been some uh, shows that were pre-taped. Right. That's a different story. I think Drew Barrymore was doing more of a live show, right? Yes. So any pre-taped shows, that does not count. So if Tori... Not Tori Kelly. Why do I keep saying Tori (laughs) Kelly? If, like, Kelly Clarkson or Jimmy Fallon had pre-taped episodes, that's completely different. Right. But if these were live, uh, that's a completely different story. So I don't blame the writers for leaving in this instance. Do you blame them at all? Not at all. I think they made a good, justified decision. Me too. Yeah, I just... It just irks my nerve going back on people. These people are responsible for your show being good. I'm not trying to say Drew Drew Barrymore makes the show bad, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying without structure and without how these shows are written, it doesn't come off as good. It doesn't. So be nice to your writers. Be nice to your actors. be nice to them. Even if you're not in film industry and you're just listening to this for fun, be nice to people who are helping you with stuff. (laughs) Because... It's not just you that's the sole responsibility for, for like, any business. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's take it back to my fast food thing. Mm-hmm. I may... I, I worked at Chick-fil-A. Oh. So I may have put the sandwich in the bag at Chick-fil-A, but right? someone had to cut that chicken, someone yes. had to fry that chicken, someone had to make those buns, someone had to make those pickles, mm-hmm. someone had to, to sell them that person that chicken sandwich, someone had to put that chicken sandwich in the bag, someone had to give it to you in the drive-thru. It, right. If you take away one of those aspects, it's not going to run. At all. Exactly. It's like for any business, including film. I know I've reiterated this a thousand times. Uh, Drew Barrymore, do better. Do better, Drew, Drew Barrymore, Barrymore, if you're listening to this, <laughs> do better, Drew do Barrymore. Better, I am Drew. very upset with you. Very. And very I would disappointed. Like to have a, I'm very disappointed. Yes. I'm beyond disappointed. Actually. I'm so upset with you, Drew yes. Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yeah. I never want you to listen to this show again. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Barrymore, if you ever listen to this episode, and this is like 10 years down the line, and you're like, mm, the backfire from VSU. I've always wanted to listen to that. Let me listen to that <laughs> second episode in particular. And you hear this, I'm upset with you. But if it's like 10 years in the future and this is blown over, I potentially forgive you. Potentially. I but may still be upset with you. Potentially. Really. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, is there anything else we need to cover about the Writers Guild? No, I think we're good. All right. So uh, gracefully. Gracefully. With the greatest transition in no, all well, of media. Following the ending of the writer's strike. Oh yes, this is a better transition yes. than what I was saying. A yeah. lot of very cool, wonderful, amazing things are coming out this month, October. Yeah, so I think I'll take over from here. So uh something I'm gonna coin Poptober. Yes. October, and this may just be from my standpoint, is stacked with content from mm-hmm. movies, TVs and video games. Uh and thankfully now that the writer's uh, strike is over, all yes. these different actors can talk about like, hey, these projects are coming yes, out. I'm really advertise. excited. Let people know what's going on. Now, I don't know uh, if all these different actors can talk about these projects because SAG is oh, yeah. still striking. Mm-hmm. I do remember back when the SAG strikes first started, a lot of actors were saying like, hey, this is the last time I can promote this before the, the strike happens. So yes. in like two months, go watch this. I think the one I remember specifically was Jack Quaid was saying like, hey, this will be my last time being able to talk about uh, My Adventures of Superman before right. the strike. So go watch My Adventures with Superman mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. That's the one I remember specifically. That was on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, October is uh, stacked with content. So what do you want to go over first? Do you want to go over video games, movies, television? Or what do, what do we want to talk about? Let's go over television. Let's go over television. TV is pretty stacked right now. Yes. We've got a lot of different uh, shows coming back. Uh, as of last night, Loki season two dropped its first episode, which I thought was fantastic. It's in den, okay. Uh, I loved it a lot. I mm-hmm. love seeing uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, you can tell he really loves playing this role. Mm-hmm. And 
And for those who are not affiliated with the MCU, let me just give you a quick rundown. In 2019, mm-hmm. it was, no, 2018 is when Avengers Infinity War came out. Uh, in that, the main Loki, once again played by Tom Hiddleston, was yes. killed by Thanos. And spoiler alert, this <gasps> no. movie is like five years old, so if you're just now <laughs> getting spoiled, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki in that universe was killed. Right. And then during Avengers Endgame, when they were doing their time travel shenanigans, the Loki from a different timeline had went, had diverted and he was known as a variant mm-hmm. that loki was then transported to the tva who worked with the time variance authority and all this different fun stuff so we lost a loki with a lot of character development mm-hmm. and we got a new loki with even better character development wow love that tom hiddleston loves this role and i can tell that he loves it so it's a really great thing to watch um i'm excited to see where they go especially since the mcu is building up to this big uh the multiverse arc yes. no the multiversal saga is what they're calling it oh Nice name. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, what are you excited for? I'm excited for Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah, you mentioned yes, you love yes, Bob's I Burgers. I love so Bob's Burgers. Tell me what you're excited for about season 14. Well, I realized that there was something missing in my life. And what was missing, John, you may ask? Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers, yes. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so I was very excited when the first episode came out. Well, first episode, season 14, came out October 1st, mm-hmm. the next day on Hulu. Very excited. Um, the episode was one of their typical episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob was telling a good night story, but what was special about this good night story is that Bob and Linda, they were trying to get the kids to do chores. Of course, mm-hmm. the kids didn't want to do chores. So in the story, they're trying to get them to understand the importance of chores, especially Linda, because Linda was the one that was really pushing this idea. Yeah, uh, as someone who grew up with parents, yes. that's my only contribution to this. <laughs> I hated doing chores, except I, I do all my chores. Even now yeah. that I'm 20 and I go stay with my parents, I like take out the trash. Yes. Okay, they raise me. Exactly. So I'm going to do everything they can. Do they gave chores. me a good life, so I'll take out the trash or do the dishes, even if I'm tw- even if I'm 27 and I have like two kids. <laughs> right. I'm going to do the dishes if I'm visiting my parents. Do what you can to help out. But yeah, Bob's Burgers, Loki, got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Something else that came out, uh, I'm going I'm to go over some of the other things that are coming out. Oh, this is something I actually want to touch on, and I think this is very important. So mm-hmm. do we do we talk about Rick and Morty now, or do you want to save it? We could talk about Rick and Morty. Let's actually, let's talk about, let's, let's wait to talk about Rick and Morty, because okay. that one's got a little bit of a drama behind mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. uh... Some other stuff is coming out. Uh, some stuff that I have not watched is Frasier season one is coming out October twelfth on Paramount. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Mouth season seven. Yes. I did not watch Big Mouth, and I don't think I want to because it's just a weird <laughs> show seeing kids in these adult situations. Yes. But wait, South Park did it first, and South Park did it better. Mm. Big Mouth is more about puberty and the sexual yes. nature of growing up. That's yeah. weird. South Park is just dumb slapstick comedy for the sake of dumb slapstick comedy. I will say though, for the new season of Big Mouth. Megan the Stallion is in the season, so that's yes. bringing people in. But if we're going on the track we'll record say. of Megan the Stallion being in any projects, she was in She-Hulk, and not many people liked She-Hulk. True. So let's hope she can make. So let's hope this is better than her appearance let's in hope. She-Hulk. <laughs> yes, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I, Megan the Stallion's also just. I think she's just a big old nerd like all of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. she was in She-Hulk. Uh, she also has stated many times she's a big wrestling fan, yes. and she's actually uh, for those wrestling fans who may be listening. Uh, Jade Cargill, former basketball player who was signed to All Elite Wrestling, then left All Elite Wrestling to join uh, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And rumor has it, Megan Thee Stallion is being brought in to actually record her entrance walkout song. No way. Kind of similar to how uh, Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks in WWE, had her real-life wow. cousin Snoop Dogg record her <laughs> song. What? 
during her uh, last run with the company. She's no longer with WWE at the moment. That's so cool. But yeah, uh, let's hope Megan Thee Stallion yes. actually does come in and make Jade, Car- Jade Cargill's song because be they're treating her like a big deal, and that's probably due to the wrestling politics, which mm-hmm. we will not be getting into. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if we want to do a whole episode about wrestling, I'm your guy. <laughs> but yeah, let's hope Megan Thee Stallion actually makes this season good because yes. I know the only the only person I know from that show, or actually the only two people I know from that show, are Nick Kroll, who yeah. does like 50% of the voices, exactly. and then uh, Maya Rudolph. Okay. And it's Maya Rudolph. She's yeah. awesome. I love Maya Rudolph. Uh, some other stuff coming out. Like I said, Frasier, this show called Lessons in Chemistry, season one's coming out on Apple TV. Yes. I don't have Apple TV. I, I don't want to feed the machine. I don't either. Uh, Love is Blind. What is that on? Do you know what that is? I think it's just TV. Like, and then it come out on streaming services. It's a TV show. Yeah, like I'm saying, we're not, I, I don't really care a lot about TV because, you know, I'm 20 in college. I don't have yes. cable. Exactly. <laughs> so I watch a lot of stuff from streaming and a lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is something I actually want to get into. Oh, also, uh, The Fall of the House of Usher coming to Netflix. I've heard about it, never watched it. I may watch it. I, okay. I, it looks isn't pretty it, cool. Oh, it's a, it's a Edgar Allan Poe yes, book. That's how is. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's a book by Edgar Allan Poe. I like or Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So. Quoth the Raven, let's yes. talk about Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick and Morty season seven. I'm excited. I love Rick and Morty. Yes. I think Rick and Morty was groundbreaking when it came out, and it's one of the Best adult television, sure. best adult animated series on television right now, mm-hmm. because South Park has fallen off tremendously. So is Family Guy. South Park isn't what it used to be. Oh, yeah, I, that's just me. Um, but Rick and Morty season seven was kind of shrouded in controversy because no one knew if it was going to come out. For those who don't know, I think it was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Justin Roiland, the voice of Rick and also Morty, who yes. was also a co-producer on the show, he was uh, charged with. A lot with some very heinous crimes. I'm not remembering them off the top of my head, but I think it was kidnapping or uh, I think it was kidnapping and what's what's what is it called when you keep someone against their will? Kidnapping. Well, I'm not, I'm not kidnapping. <laughs> not kidnapping. Uh, I think from what I remember, he kept some lady mm-hmm. locked in a room for a couple days or something like that. From what I heard, uh, I'm just going off memory here. So Justin Roiland was then cut from Rick and Morty and all those ties were cut. And then over mm-hmm. the coming months, they were announcing that like, hey, uh, Mark Harmon, who is also the co-producer and friend of Justin Roiland, who you know helped make Rick and Morty, he was mm-hmm. like, I had not talked to Justin in like years. He just comes in and does the voice that that's all he does. Wow. He has not produced the show in a while. So mm-hmm. yeah, the show was uh, shredded in all that controversy and no one knew it was going to happen. Then a mo- like a month after Justin Roiland was cut from uh, Rick and Morty, they announced like, hey, Justin Roiland's gone. Rick and Morty season seven still happening. Yep. And that's all we knew. We didn't know who the new voices were going to be for Rick or Morty because you can't have Rick and Morty without Rick and Morty. Clearly. And no one knew how they were going to handle it. And I think one of the ways that they did talk about it was actually in a different show that's on Hulu called Solar Opposites. Yes. Um, from what I remember, the main one of the main characters who's voiced by Justin Roiland what they did in the new season is they were like, I think he got shot in the neck with a, <laughs> yeah. a dart from like a dartboard or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go get the voice changing ray. And they <laughs> shot him with the voice changing ray and his voice was different. Now that was very subtly yeah. on the nose. I like that. But how are they going to handle it with Rick and Morty? The answer, they just get voice actors who sound a lot like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And it's not Justin Roiland, which sucks. Uh, okay, let me rephrase that better. It does not sound like Rick and... like It does not sound like Justin Roiland, which is understandable Mm -hmm. it just isn't the same as justin roiland i know he's not a good person but 
his voices were iconic and I'm going to miss the voices. I'm not going to miss the person. I hope he gets help and gets yes. what's coming to him because he did For a lot sure. of bad things. But I'm, the voices aren't kind of similar. Uh, it's just you can tell that they're different. I think that's partly what the marketing is going to be for this mm -hmm. new season. I'm hoping it's good. That's just me, though. I also hope it's good. Have you watched any Rick and Morty? Any? I've watched all of Rick and Morty. Oh, you've watched all <laughs> yes. of Rick and Morty? What's your favorite episode? What is my favorite episode? You want to know my, my favorite episode? I do want to know your favorite episode. The Vat of Acid episode. Mm. I love that punchline at the end where Rick is like, oh, no, however will you get out? Oh, wait. And then pans over <laughs> to the Vat of Acid. And then Morty just goes, gosh, darn it. <laughs> It's, I just love that punchline and then the whole like, oh, the saving in place thing and that whole yes. grand epiphany. That was so funny to me. It's my favorite episode. I don't remember exactly what episode this is, but <laughs> I find it so funny when Summer was with her friend and her friend was watching her dad oh, yeah. take care of the bees. Yes. And the concept of beekeeping age came about and I think that's just so hilarious. Yes, I, I remember seeing that scene on YouTube before I even started watching Rick and Morty mm -hmm. of just like Summer sitting there on her phone and yes. then her friend is just staring out the window looking at her dad just like, yeah, your dad's beekeeping. That's really cool. Yeah. Man, bees are so hard to handle. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, and then just saying all these different things like, yes. so, <clears throat> sorry, like, oh, your dad must do beekeeping a lot. Sorry, excuse me one second, guys. <laughs> a little tickle in my throat. I apologize. <coughs> Ooh. Okay. okay. Take over for me while I'm. Yes, but she's watching him through the window. And she's like, "How old is your dad?" And then she goes to announce. Yeah, and Summer's just sitting dad. there, not yes, responding. Phone, not responding at all. And then her friend just goes ahead and say it. I want to mm, your mm, dad, Summer. Yes. And Summer's like, "I know, I know." <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I just, I know, us talking about the scene does not do it justice. At all. Go, Go watch, watch it. it. It's so funny. I don't even remember seeing that in an episode. Was it just a clip or was it an actual episode? I feel like it was an actual episode. It may have been a clip just to promote the season. It may right. have been an episode. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, my favorite episode is the Vat of Acid episode. Go check it out. It's funny because you get to see Morty get his comeuppance, which happens <laughs> a lot. But Morty was kind of being uh, a little mean. Yes. So I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, what else is happening in Poptober? We talked Pop about TV shows a little bit. We're talking about movies or video games next? I feel like TV relates to movies more, so let's get into movies. So, one movie that I'm actually hearing a lot about is the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, yes. yes. This is my jam. Uh, the FNAF movie, Five Nights at Freddy's. I know it's shrouded in a little bit of controversy as well because yes. of Scott Cawthon, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm not going to get into that because that is a political issue, and mm -hmm. I'm not really a big politics guy. I think it's dumb. Uh Politics are just dumb to me. Mm -hmm. I think we spend too much time worrying about old people making laws than oh my gosh. <clears throat> ourselves. That's just me. Yes. So I don't care about politics way too much. Uh, to go over it simply, Scott Cawthon was the, he's an indie game developer mm -hmm. back in what, 2012, I think is when he started. Oh my gosh. <coughs> sorry, y'all. I should not be coughing into the mic. I'm so sorry, y'all. A little okay. tickle in my throat. <coughs> We're going to leave this in. Oh, I just hit the mic. We're going to leave all this in. Yes. You know, we're not a perfect here. This is this real, is, guys. This is real. This is this is real audio. Yes. So let me try not to tickle my throat anymore. <laughs> Scott Cawthon was making games. The games he was making were not that good. And people were like, man, your character designs kind of look like animatronics. Mm -hmm. So then he made a horror game called Five Nights at Freddy's, and it's blown into this massive, yes. giant media entity with all Huge. these different games and tons and tons of lore. It's amazing i love it 
then uh, I think it was, what, 2020? Yeah. So, yeah, 2020, uh, Scott Cawthon was outed as being a Trump supporter, and he claimed that he donated money to Trump, and that was just yeah. his, in certain political views. Yes. And he handled the situation well. I'm not saying that yay pro-Trump or yay boo-Trump. I'm not right. saying any of that. Uh, he was open about who he supported. And a lot of people did not like that because a lot, of, I think a big majority of the FNAF fan base at that point was part of the LGBTQ community. For sure. And I think it was known that Trump was very anti-LGBTQ. Yes. So Scott Cawthon then sold the rights to Five Nights at Freddy's to Steel Wool Games, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> Uh, he was then actually brought in by Blumhouse Productions, who are making this this movie, to help produce this movie. So I don't want to get into all the Scott Cawthon politics stuff. He made good content, and that's all that matters. Appreciate the appreciate the art, not the artist. Yes, that's brought up a lot. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this movie. It's not like how do I put this? <laughs> They're taking a lot of the aspects of the Five Nights at Freddy's lore from the games and putting them into the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be like a straight one-for-one -one remake of the game's lore. It's going to be its own little thing, okay. but still related, which is amazing. Uh, we have, who's in this movie? Josh Keaton? Mm -hmm. No. Is it Josh Keaton? Let me take a quick yes. Google search. I do know who's in the movie. Corey yes, Kenshin. I know who's. Corey Kenshin, yes. yes. Corey Kenshin is in I the movie. Corey. Uh, Corey Kenshin is a famous YouTuber. YouTuber. Uh, he plays, I think, Video a taxi games. driver. Yes, he does. Uh, let's look at the cast here, because I actually forgot. It's Joshua Josh Hutcherson. Mm. He's playing the main character, Mike Schmidt, and Matthew Lillard. For fans of Scooby Doo, that is Scooby. That is not Scooby. That's Shaggy. Mm. Sorry, guys, my throat is just not wanting me to talk today. Morgan, can you take over for me real fast? I can. So, who else is in this movie? Like real I audio, said. Guys. <laughs> audio. Corey Kenshin in the movie. He played the taxi driver. Elizabeth Law. She plays Vanessa Monroe. We have Piper Rubio, little girl. She plays Addie Schmidt, which is Matt Schmidt's daughter. We have Mary Stewart Madison, who plays Aunt Jen. Kat Connor Starling. Sterling, I'm sorry, plays Max. And this cast, I think, seems pretty good. It's a great You got yeah. Matthew Lillard. Right. Matthew Lillard is amazing. This is uh, a really good you know, he, cast. He was in Scream. He was one of the first killers in the mm -hmm. first Scream movie. Uh, he would then played Shaggy in mm -hmm. the early 2000s. I and he actually that. is the recurring voice of Shaggy in all the Scooby-Doo animated stuff, which yes. is awesome. Amazing. The only other thing I've seen uh, Matthew Lillard act in besides uh, Scream and Scooby-Doo was mm -hmm. he was in an episode of Criminal Minds one time. And he played the serial killer. <laughs> I love Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds is awesome. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Matthew Lillard was a killer on that. And he was kind of doing this thing where he would teach a little kid how to murder. Right. Awesome and cool. Matthew mm -hmm. Matthew Lillard is the best, and Matthew Lillard does not have a uh, character attribution because they're keeping it a secret that he's Ooh. playing some dude. Let's just say his name is a uh, Jason Smarts, mm. but really he is the stand-in for William Afton, and his name is definitely William Afton in the movie. That's why they're not saying anything. Okay. Matthew Lillard is William Afton. For those who know FNAF, William Afton is like the big bad, the bad guy of FNAF. So, okay. yeah, Matthew Lillard playing William Afton is a perfect casting. I love that. So I'm excited. I, do you know anything about FNAF, Morgan? John, I'll be honest with you. When FNAF was popular, I was terrified. I was so scared. So I was I in never middle school when it came it. out. I was that's that's wild. I was in middle school. I was in sixth grade when it came out. I would have been in elementary school when it yeah, came out. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Scared. But yeah, for those who don't know, William Afton, big bad guy. Uh, Matthew Lillard playing him was a great casting. Mm -hmm. And it's been hinted at that this is not just going to be a one-time movie. There's going to be a sequel, really? and then there's going to be a third movie. Wow. So Let's hope this one is good. I'm hoping that 
Markiplier makes an appearance. For he those who to. for those who know YouTube, sorry y'all. Uh, something's going on. I, no, this podcast cannot go happening. on. My my body is just like you cannot do this podcast today. <laughs> Markiplier is a famous YouTuber, famous gaming YouTuber. Yes, and he is, to quote himself, the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. He's beaten every game mm-hmm. on the hardest difficulties. He is the king. Yes, and he's probably what made uh, not Five Nights at Freddy's so popular back in the day. Mm-hmm. So. I really hope he's in the movie and he just hasn't said anything. It would only be right if it he was. It would be right because you have to. They're acknowledging that Corey Kenshin, a famous YouTuber, and exactly. I'm not, I don't mean to be mean here when I'm saying this, he's not as popular as Markiplier. Markiplier has like what thirty million subscribers, yes. and Corey Kenshin has like what ten million, I think. Yes, people love Corey Kenshin. But yeah, Corey Kenshin's great. I watch his content comes a lot. To Markiplier. But Markiplier is more up there in yes. terms of popularity. Especially at the Corey Kenshin, if you're watching this, no offense, brother. <laughs> I love your content, man. I love your content, Corey. I love your content, Corey. Please don't be mad at us. Please don't Please send don't. us cease and assist. Uh, <laughs> it's only our second episode, Corey. We can't take Please, this. we can't do that. So I'm hoping Markiplier is in it, and they at least reference other forms of Five Nights at Freddy's, like the fan songs and mm-hmm. like the fan art and all that. So I'm hoping they do that. I'm excited for this movie. When did the movie come out? October 27th, right in time for Halloween. Yes. That's actually, what, a week before Halloween? How I think it's like exciting. right at a week before Halloween. That's crazy. So I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, some other movies that are coming out in October. Uh, the Exorcist comes out today, the 6th. Uh, I'm not going to go see The Exorcist. A lot of people were not talking about that really well. Uh, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. What is that? I don't even know what that so is. So when I looked it up, I saw Leonardo DiCaprio in it. So I think that's another thing. This oh, movie. yeah. But I think it's it's an... about the Native Americans yeah. and I think oil. Yeah, it was that oil crisis with yes. Native Americans. I, I now remember. I think it's coming out on Apple TV. It yeah, it's coming yes. out on Apple TV. Uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the movie's coming out. Yes. I'm not a Swifty. I'm not either. But, but you I know, know for all our Swifties out there, yes. it comes out on October 13th, which is a week from today. Mm-hmm. So next Friday, you'll go see it. Uh, Dumb Money. I remember when this happened. This movie is a based on a true story fairly recently when a bunch of crypto bros on Reddit <laughs> invested a bunch of money into Reddit and made Reddit a, not Reddit, uh, GameStop. GameStop. They invested into GameStop and made it a Fortune 500 company. Yes. And uh, they have an all-star cast with Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, and a bunch of other people. I'm really excited for this movie. I yeah, think so. I, I think I want to go see that one, too. Yeah, and then uh, any other movies coming out that we didn't talk about? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I think... No. Oh, no. We did, yeah, no, we talked about everything, yeah. I, I'm excited. I think these I movies... Think I feel stacked. like October is more stacked in terms of television and yeah. video games, which we're going to talk about in a second. The only movie that I would go out and hear and see is the FNAF movie because, you know, it's a game franchise I've been playing for 10 plus years. Right. And it's something that's been with me forever. So that's something I'm going to be keeping my eye out for, but everything mm-hmm. else doesn't really strike my fancy. Mm-hmm. I would have said Saw 10 comes out in October, but no, right. it came out a week ago oh. in September. Yes. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Saw movies, to be but, honest. Uh, but hey. Yeah, so I think... Now that we're uh, getting towards the end of our podcast here, we might as well go ahead and talk about the games. Only mm-hmm. four major releases are happening in uh, October. So the, we're going to go over the one that already just happened about two days ago. Actually, no, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yes. So this game is being heralded as Assassin's Creed Return to Normal. As Assassin's Creed, uh, whenever Assassin's Creed Origins came out, they went for a more RPG style. Mm-hmm. Then Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey came out a year, and like I think two years later, and that was... Ex- straight RPG, nothing like the original Assassin's Creed games at all. Then Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out. Once again, nothing like the original Assassin's Creed, just a strictly RPG game. Mm-hmm. And then now Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming in, and they're returning back to the old school ways of Assassin's Creed. So 
Stealth is back. No RPG elements. Okay. It's it's a return to form. And I think a lot of people would like that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the marketing of this uh, game is that like, hey, you guys remember the old school right. Assassin's Creed? We're going back to that. Stealth. Uh, people like the love weird, that type of stuff. The weird blue tint that was on the first game. <laughs> and all that fun stuff. So they're bringing back the... They're, they're basing it all on nostalgia a lot. So I'm mm-hmm. proud of them for doing that. Uh, I would be playing it right now if there weren't already a game coming out way too close. Mm. We're actually going to talk about that game in a minute. I'm going to okay. talk about uh, Sonic Superstars comes out October 17th. I don't have a Switch. So I don't have not, a Switch. So you're going to be playing Sonic Superstars? I will be playing Sonic Superstars. What is Sonic Superstars? Tell me about that. I don't know, John, to be honest. It's got Sonic it on it. It looks cool. But it's a Sonic game, so it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> no, don't say that. You do realize for every one Sonic game that's really good, like 10 more bad like ones really have to come bad out. One. Yes. Exactly. I just feel like when it comes to Sonic... For me, in Sonic Superstars, it would be more of a nostalgia aspect because yeah. I remember being really young and playing all the Sonic games with my cousin. So that's like where my interest in Sonic Stars, Superstars comes in. Yeah, but, I want to say oh. Sonic fans are like Star Wars fans. They always hate their own thing that they like. <laughs> yes. Star Wars fans are the worst. Maybe one day we'll cover Star Wars. Maybe. Oh, we could have talked about um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka ended in October. Oh. For, we could have talked Ahsoka. Uh, probably the best Star Wars show in a while ended in October. That's all I'm going to say. Really good. Uh, gotta love, uh, what's his name? Ray Stevenson playing uh, Balen Skull. Rest in peace. Balen Skull doesn't die. Ray Stevenson, the actor who played him, unfortunately passed earlier this year. So rest in peace to him. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, but Sonic Superstars, I'm not going to play because I don't have a Switch. I do uh, have a Switch. Another Switch game coming out, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, October 20th. Yes. Are you going to be playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder? That's a very good question, John. I feel like... I, I don't think I'm as into the Mario games. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. So if I were to get into this Super Mario Bros. Wonder, it would be like my first time. I feel like the like yeah. the main Mario game I played was like the original Super Mario, Mario Bros. Bros. Yeah, yeah Super Mario Bros. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's probably, I think that was Bros. my first uh, Super Mario game too. Right. Uh, Super Mario isn't really my thing. Once again, I don't have a Switch. So I'm not going to be playing it i remember when they announced it people were going crazy because mm-hmm. mario was an elephant or something which i <laughs> thought is. was funny i'm looking they're all elephants actually <laughs> luigi and princess Peach yeah uh, elephant. the elephant thing is funny it's gonna be like the uh the new crown member <laughs> oh everyone remembers bowsette that was an interesting time that. on the internet <laughs> that was an interesting time on the, the internet i feel like you forgot about bowsette because i forgot about it too and i, I just reminded myself right yes. now Oh my uh, gosh. We won't get into Bowsette. That's a that's a wild thing to talk about. But <laughs> I'm not going to be playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder on October 20th. You know what I'm going to be playing on October 20th? What are you going to be playing October 20th? Spider-Man 2. Oh. For PS5. For those who know, I'm a big Marvel nerd. He is. And I'm a big gaming nerd. He is. Spider-Man 2 comes out October 20th. We've been waiting for this game since 2018. Wow. So Spider-Man came out on the PS4 in 2018. It was mm-hmm. heralded as one of the best PlayStation games ever. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing Spider-Man game. It had its flaws, but it was so so good. One game of the year. Then in 2020, when they announced the launch of the PlayStation Five, they announced a standalone title that's a little smaller, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which yes. saw the rise of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Miles? Like very very one. good game. Yeah. I think it was like a nine-hour game total. I've played it like 15 times, wow. all the way through 100%ing. I just love that game so much. Yes, it's a very good game. Then uh, I think last year, all of a sudden, they just announced Spider-Man Two. It's coming. And they're like, oh, they're probably just announcing that it's in development. No, no it's coming it's next coming. <laughs> year. And next thing you know, we got gameplay trailers and we yeah. got some stuff. And they announced Venom and Craven and all these different return to characters, Harry Osborn. I'm so excited for this video game. It sounds stacked with like 
a bunch of incredible Two weeks features. from today. Yes. Two weeks from today. And you know what sucks? I have to work that day. No. So I can't stay up all night playing it. You can't. My plan was to get it on the midnight release, go mm-hmm. straight to my room and hear of VSU, and then just play till 6 a.m. So you can't do that. But I have to work on that Friday, so I have to go to the midnight release, pick up my copy. And wait. And probably play it, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Come to work go back to my room and just play all day if i have time i'm just so excited for this game uh i have my little theories which you know what i'll give my theory now they did this in the first game they Mm -hmm. were like hey kingpin is going to be the main villain ah just kidding Mm -hmm. twist villain is actually dr octopus and that was a big twist so i'm expecting another and they've already teased it it's not going to be venom or craven the final Mm -hmm. boss is going to be green goblin Yes. They did tease that that. towards the end of the first game, uh, and they did tease it a little bit at the end Mm -hmm. of this one. So I'm excited. That's That's my personal theory. I think we're going to get Green Goblin. It may be Harry Osborn. It may be uh, Norman Osborn. I don't know. I don't know who Venom is going to be. Like, I know a lot of people were saying, like, oh, who's Venom in this game? Is it Eddie Brock Venom? Is Mm -hmm. it Harry Osborn Venom? They were like, it's not Eddie Brock. So it may be Harry. Who knows? I'm just really excited for this game. Uh, I'm excited for Venom, I'm excited for Craven. I'm excited for Miles, I'm excited that you can just swap between the two characters mm-hmm. at will. Oh, I'm so, cool. so excited. That sounds so cool. Yeah, and especially since this game's going to be on PS5, and they're pushing PS5 to its limits on here for mm-hmm. super awesome ray tracing, graphics, uh, loading the game. It's, I'm so excited. I want to play this so bad, but my PS5 is at home. That's upsetting. It's not here. Yeah, uh, my boss and my coworker make fun of me for hyping up this game so much oh but it it's sounds gonna be a, amazing it's gonna be a great game yeah but uh i think we're out of time here today morgan sadly we, we talked about a lot we did i think we've been going for around let's see 45 minutes right 45 minutes of just straight talking about uh the writers guild and then gracefully transitioning <laughs> over into poptober <laughs> as something i'm coining this is my term yes, trademark uh, term. every time okay. you say poptober gotta give me some money yes uh so yeah i think we should just go over what we talked about one last time so yeah writers guild the strike ended uh, on September 27th, which was, what, I think a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how Drew Barrymore kind of did a terrible thing with scabbing, kind of. Drew Barrymore bad. Drew Barrymore. I'm once again, I'm very disappointed. Very please don't disappointed. send a cease and desist Please don't. Please. Sorry. <laughs> so, Drew Barrymore, we're not happy with you right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Do better, Drew Barrymore. Do better. Do better. And then uh, we just talked about how the strike ended and how Hollywood was kind of being very very evil. bad very evil yes. and then we talked about poptober and all these different movies and video games and tv shows all these wonderful things so to round us out morgan what is the movie you're looking forward to in october what is it? i'm looking forward to the fnaf movie and what tv show are you looking forward to for october i think the people might already know but bob's burgers okay of and any video games spider-man spider-man yeah and for you me made that sounds so cool yeah and for me i'm looking forward to fnaf as well I'm really looking forward to uh, Rick and Morty Season Mm 7 and also Loki. It's hard to pick between those two. Actually, I might go Loki because I really loved Loki Season 1. As much as I love Rick and Morty, I'm just going to – I'm going to – what's the word? Rate this season a little bit harsher because, Mm -hmm. you know, the lack of Justin Roiland voicing. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited for Spider-Man 2. Everyone knows I'm already going to say this is Game of the Year. Yes. (laughs) Uh, After last year when God of War got snuffed from Game of the Year by Elden Ring, which, you know what, I don't blame them. After it got snuff, snubbed, I'm expecting Spider-Man 2 to be Game of the Year this time. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, I think that does it for us today. Morgan, do you have any awesome. closing thoughts? No closing thoughts. I just hope everyone listening has a wonderful rest of their day or their night or whatever time they may be in. Yeah. Hope it goes well for you. Sounds good. 
my closing thoughts are I'm hoping everyone has a great fall break. Ooh, yes. Uh, this may be coming out after fall break. I'm not sure. Well, if it does, I hope, I hope everyone your fall has break was a, good. a good weekend. Yes. Let's just imagine you're listening to this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And if not, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday afternoon, I hope tomorrow goes well. I hope every day goes well for you. Please. And I hope Drew Barrymore does better. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, thank you all for listening. Anything else, Morgan? No. Thank you for tuning in to Backfire, your one-stop shop for all culture that's pop. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.